working for you? Yep. Okay, that's the goal. It is working for you. Every hole is a goal. You know what I mean? Not at all. How about that's a safe word? Usual. You got one of those? Uh, and today's right. safe word is... <laughs> Jesus, I hate that we do this at the top of the show. The, the, that's not a safe word. That's a sentence. Because usually the topic of the show. Roll the opening. <laughs> and welcome back to What's Your Safe Word? I'm Amp. I'm Mr. Christopher. And today we're going to switch it up. Yeah? How are you going to switch it up? Oh, wait. No. Fuck. We're not switching it up. That's the next episode. That's the next episode. <laughs> Let me do that again. I got ahead of myself. I'm sorry. I was looking at my notes. And welcome back to What's Your Safe Word? I'm Amp. I'm Miss Christopher. And today we are getting kinky. Whoa. Well, brand part new. of us is getting kinky. <laughs> today we're going to talk about kink discordant relationships, which is when you get into carpool karaoke and start flogging someone. Mm, like James no, Corden, that you would, get it? James Corden, kinky. What is he kinky? I said kink discordant, like oh. James Corden. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> you're stretching for that one. I am stretching. Speaking of stretching, yes. How's your butt doing, Daddy? I don't know. That was the only segue. Wow. I could make <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so I just wanted to first, first of all, uh, I wanted to steal the show. Um, and I didn't want to drag on, but today's episode is brought to you by our Patreon, and specifically one of our top patrons in the I'm a top tier, whose name is. Uh, I just ga- I just gave you the name in jokes, Daddy. Stealing uh, the show, dragging on something dragoon. Oh, stolen dragoon. There we go. Thank so- <laughs> you, stolen dragoon, for this topic. And at today. first, I thought it was a typo. I thought it was dragon, but it's dragoon. Was is that like a? Pokemon thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Or a, it, it, or a Hogwarts it, thing? No. <laughs> I mean, actually, there might be dragoons in Harry Potter. I don't actually know. Oh, that's a good question for our audience. Yes, please. What's a dragoon? Oh, my God. Please tell me. Enlighten Daddy. In, in Harry Potter world, we're kink discordant. Or we're Harry Potter discordant. No, we're definitely Potter discordant. <laughs> Potter discordant. <laughs> but not to be confused with pot discordant. Because daddy's much higher than I am. Right? No, just kidding. No, just actually, kidding. I didn't do any tonight. Yeah, no, but pot pot's not bad. Pot's fun. Pot's mm. good. Um, But today's topic is kink discordant relationships. Now, before we get into today's actual topic, daddy, can you like describe explain what that term means where it came from well it's funny because i never had heard that term before i listened to dan savage Mm. um and i actually was in one but didn't even realize it well i realized it but it was i didn't i thought it was my fault i thought and i lived nine years with a partner who blamed me for being kinky and it was really hard on me and had I not heard a podcast mm-hmm. telling me that I'm not to be shamed for this, um, I would have st- stayed in that relationship trying to make it work. You got real hot and heavy with the topic. I actually asked you what the what the, what a kink discordant relationship was, and you didn't tell me at all. <laughs> 
I, I do feel terrible about that situation. It's wow, valid. I get no sympathy. But you so totally disregard is when you are in a relationship and one person is kinky and the other one isn't mm-hmm. and problems arise in your relationship because of it. Yeah. And Usually it, resentment arises. You, yeah. Well, resentment or like hatred or jealousy. Um, but did you know that it actually, the term itself kind of plays off of Sarah Discordant, which in the uh, the HIV prep positive negative uh, realm, that is where there is a partnership where one person is positive and one person is negative uh, when it comes to HIV. And if one of them converted, uh, the other would be Sarah conversion. Correct. Um, I don't know what Sarah means. I think Sarah means like half or one. Uh, I'm not sure. Judges, what what does Cyril mean? <laughs> anyway, it, it stands for just a different a relationship with two people that are different in some way. Right. Um, and in this case, in today's topic, we wanted to talk about kink discordance because I've, ab- I've, I've been in relationships like that before. Uh, apparently, I mean, I think you've been in the... No, I'm kidding, because you already told me I about did, it. I, I definitely... Uh, I've been in it several times, actually. Oh, really? Yes, because I was trying so hard to mm-hmm. have... Not a heteronormative lifestyle, but a lifestyle that was acceptable, that I thought was acceptable to people outside of me. Yes, that's it's it's a very heavy topic. Yes. We probably won't be as funny as we normally are. Well, before we get into the, today's episode, why don't we give everyone's favorite segment of the show <laughs> to lighten the mood. Dad T, which I think we should just change the change change it to grumpy daddy because <laughs> i don't well, really spill the tea about anything i just complain so isn't it more grumpy daddy well you can't change the title of a segment if people we don't are even tra- have a song yet well if people are working on it though <laughs> oh, fine it can be you, grumpy daddy could tea. be part of the song grumpy daddy grumpy, tea. grumpy dad d <laughs> likes his dad t Ooh, ooh, ooh there gotta, we go. dropping okay. some sick rhymes add that lyric um so Yes. You know how when you eat, um, this happens to me a lot, <laughs> and you would think I would learn okay. from it, but you know yeah. how you're eating potato chips or uh, popcorn, mm-hmm. like cheddar cheese popcorn and stuff, and you get down to the last couple bites. Can you give us some ASMR of what that sounds like? Oh, God. Very, very <laughs> wet popcorn. And so my favorite, my favorite is the last three bites because it's got the most flavor because all the little flavor particles went to the bottom yeah. of the bag. Oh, yeah, they did. But when you're driving, do you, because usually you have to tilt the bag up. And okay, let, wait a second. <laughs> Go back, please. <coughs> Why are you driving and not lo- like watching the road? I'm just going to watch the road. In, not with a bag in front of your face. Well, so say you get to a stoplight and you want that last bit. Okay. So the only way to get that out is because it's just now all crumbles, so your finger uh-huh. can't pull it out. Yeah. So you have to tilt the bag up. Oh, I got that part. And shake it into your mouth. Uh-huh. And if you're not in a car, that's easy to do. It just gently slides up because you get the right angle. But when you're in a car, the roof line stops you from going that last five. Wow, this is the tilt. most. I think this is the most disconnected dad tea I have ever. What do you mean? Heard. I think I'm explaining this really well. How I, many people has this happened to? So you tilt the bag okay, up, daddy, you hit this the is roof a, this of is your a car. One way medium. Listen, I'm listening. You hit the roof of your car, and then so instead of sliding down smoothly into your mouth, it kind of bumps. And then it just gets all over in your eyes and in your face. And you just have 
Cheeto dust all over your face and in your eyes. And then it's really hard to drive after that. That not happened to you? Um, I, you know, I, w- wow, all the time. <laughs> I, yeah. It happens to me constantly. That's just how the chip crumbles, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. So that's my dad tea. That was some really, really specific dad tea this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed that little snack of a story. Sorry. Uh, hopefully it wasn't too crummy. Wait, I have a sound for this. Oh, not that. Nope. Well, yeah. You need to label these. No, not that one. Oh, God. No, you need to label terrifying. these. These are bad. I know. I'm going to figure it out eventually, guys. I don't know how to sound produce. Anyway... Thank you for that tea. You're welcome. It was, it wasn't very warm. It, it might have been like a little cold, really. It was, it was all over the place. Much like today's conversation so far. Great. <laughs> but let's get into today's actual topic again, which is what, Daddy? Kink discordance. Correct. Um, and I guess to, we just kind of wanted to share some personal stories. Last last week we kind of just rift about relationships and firsts and i think we had a really good conversation we did and so this was not only a patreon uh suggestion but something that i think a lot of people don't really get the chance to talk about no i think it happens to a lot of people especially kinky people but i don't think people always have that terminology sure and when you're able to put terminology to a feeling or a situation or an experience i think it it provides a better experience or not a better experience but a better understanding what's happening and going on sure and I know when I first heard the term itself, it was probably from Dan Savage as well. I It was like a, an epiphany, aha moment, like, oh, there is something that describes my relationship with my partner who's incredibly vanilla, wanted to try and get kinky, but just couldn't get into it. And now I'm like vanilla under duress. Is that a thing? <laughs> I like that vanilla V-I-D? under duress. <laughs> or wait, v- V-U-D? Bud. Bud. I'm Bud. It, it definitely, yeah. It kinda, it, that's how I felt. Vanilla I, under duress. I, I like fe- it. I felt Bud. That I just that you put that. Well, effect, I but. mean, you can't really help who you fall in love with because you're falling in love with uh, an individual and a personality. And um, what did you just call me? A personality. How dare you? <laughs> so we find ourselves getting into these relationships because we like the person, right? Mm-hmm. But we also know we identify as kink so i guess one of the things is when do you decide to tell the other person you're kinky and how far along do you go before it's a deal breaker well do you remember when you in your first sarah discord relationship do you remember when you did that like moment when you kind of came out to them as kinky which again is a thing coming out as kinky my my last one it was I was kind of hoodwinked because they looked incredible. They wore leather. I met at a leather bar, and we would go home. And because he looked so good in leather, I just assumed he was into leather. But it turned out he just liked wearing it, so he wasn't really kinky. He would just he was well, dressing so up. Let me. I have a question. Yeah. What do you mean by wearing and and just? You, so you thought he liked leather? I thought he was kinky. Because he was in like full like leather uniform leathers, but he liked wearing leather, so that might have been his only kink. Yeah, but he wore it less and less as the relationship went ah. on. I think he just wore it out for because it was a leather night. Okay, so that, he okay. dressed that up makes, for a bar event, sense. and he looked hot in it. And sure. I went home with him, and the sex was a little, little rough, but 
it got Not less really and less kinky. so over time. Sure. Oh. It just didn't stay rough enough for me. <laughs> That's that is literally rough. I know, right? Okay. I mean I, I remember I've only had one kink discordant relationship because I quickly said, uh fuck that kind of relationship for me because I need kink in my life. Um and I wanted to be with someone that not that there's anything wrong with kink discordance like I'm gonna keep mispronouncing that kink discordance discordance um I just I knew that I needed someone that I could rely on to be kinky or at least have their own kinks and And just be yourself on yeah and and, and so another thing we can talk about is what to do when you're in a kink discordance relationship and part of it is if they having your partner acknowledge and know you're kinky without shaming you for it too because sure. I think a lot of people internalize that there's something wrong with them because they're not being able to match their partner's expectations of how this relationship should be well and that's why I say that my relationship just didn't work for me and I didn't want to go through that experience again because a, my partner at that time had tried to do like a bondagey thing um, but because they weren't into it they didn't really try they didn't learn anything it wasn't really hot or sexy it was very clumsy and and I give them nothing but credit for trying but it was sure. the, the follow through that didn't happen and so the relationship <clears throat> kind of started dying a little bit there because I was very open and honest about this and they saw it as a problem and an issue yeah and that's interesting too because I've also had partners who tried for me to be kinky but their heart wasn't in it mm. and that just comes across um which While again, you're having good, sex. good for them. And they I, try. No, no, I'm giving full props. Yeah, but it's kind of like teaching someone how to do camera, uh, like being a videographer. Either you've got this eye for framing. It's not really something you can teach. I mean, you can teach the perspectives, but some people just have a natural eye for it. Oh, totally. And that goes with kink too. If oh, you're I've, into yeah. it, you're into it, and you flow I've freely. Absolutely, handed my camera phone over to someone and said hey can you just snap a photo and like it's, like, it's a zoomed in picture of my nose <laughs> yeah. or my or head's like cut off 80 feet of headroom above yeah, you yeah <laughs> which you guys people like head but they don't like headroom, headroom. yeah you got you gotta there's there's a rule of thirds on photos okay yeah. and i'm appalled at the number of gays that i give my phone to at the eagle on a cute sunday and i yeah. ask them for a photo and i get back you garbage. are picky about your pictures. Though. Well, I'm also an artsy person with an, uh, one of those eyes that you're talking about. Well, I think you're getting off topic a little bit. But have you have you ever <laughs> listened to this? Po- have you been on this podcast before? Yes. I'm trying to keep this very heavy topic lighthearted. Sure. Anyway, um, so we've both been in relationships before. But then the opposite can happen too. Somebody who didn't ever know they were kinky, you you expose them to or you introduce them to a few oh. kinks and then and they, they take the, the fast lane. They take to it like oh, a duck wow. in water and they want to explore more and more. And oh my God, this is fun. So you, you just can, never know which way it's going to go. I, I like that, we've, that <laughs> both of us had a different way to explain going really fast into something and yours was a duck in water (laughs) and mine was a fast race car duck to water yeah quack quack crash what oh no race car why did he crash (laughs) because he's going too fast well maybe that he he's maybe he ran over a duck and accidentally crashed (sighs) that's mean i'm sorry (laughs) so mean i'm sorry (laughs) anyway um did that lighten the mood i don't know (laughs) Well, I don't think it has to be dark. I think I I I, I think there's 
Well, lots of people enter into relationships and then get down the line and then realize some of their needs aren't being met. And especially when you're kinky and your partner isn't and then doesn't understand your need to be kinky. So question. So my first serious relationship, I said, like, I I don't like this kind of relationship where the person is just very vanilla and only likes vanilla sex. And so I moved on from that partner. We split. Did you um, give them a chance? To I, gave, try I gave them lots of chances. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then they cheated on me because they weren't getting the good vanilla sex that they wanted because we weren't having it. It wasn't a good. You weren't relationship. having any sex. Yes, but because neither of you. Anyway, what, you the, what the problem was there was no compromise there because at that time I was very open. I was listening to Dan. And I was like, I'm I'm down for an open relationship. If you want to get your stuff there, I want to get tied up every once in a while. But the insecurities of not being able to tie me up and not being okay with me going somewhere else made it so my partner said no. And then I found out they were cheating behind my back. So there was lots of problems with sure. that relationship. Yep. Anyway, I moved from that relationship that that taught me a lot and then found a kinky partner. And it was a great relationship, but... Uh, and my question there's a there's a reason for this entire long story i do promise but we ended up breaking up obviously because i'm with you and it was because our kinks weren't wait i didn't break you up with anyone no this was so long oh, ago. Okay. This was way before <laughs> you, you said daddy. You, you broke up obviously because of me and i'm no, like no i did I'm not with, make because that i'm happen. with you <laughs> anyway, anyway you, you heard the you wrong just mean part. you're no longer with him <laughs> got it correct not because of me correct okay I didn't even know who you were. I know. That's why I was like, who did I break you up with? Oh my God. This is, I'm trying to set up the story for a question. Go. And go. And so my question is, we broke up because our kinks did not align. <gasps> that's interesting. Is that still kink discordance? That, that is that's my question. very interesting because. We're pointing very excitedly I, at each other. I also was. You have a, a point. Go. I was also in a, a kinky relationship, but he, his kink was latex and he liked to just get dressed up in latex and stuff and i'm a hairy guy i don't latex is not my thing i, I get claustrophobic you look nice in, in latex, i know though. i look great but <laughs> oh, Jesus. i don't like how it feels i don't i feel like <laughs> that's my reaction to that one I, I know what button that is i i just feel like i've been wrapped in plastic wrap and can't breathe it's, I think um, it, it, so some we people had get claustrophobic. Kinks. That's totally valid. So instead of kink discordant, what would that be? Kink. I I opposites? think that's still kink discordant, isn't it? Because like I don't know. That's a good. Well, that's one. that's why I'm asking it. We, you have to decide right now. Is it yes or no? No, I think it's something different. Oh really? Yeah. Because I see it as like people are are always gonna. Well, maybe it's Ooh, two different complicated kinks from kinky people. Yeah, because. One person Ooh, might be really kinky and one might not be. I'm actually really curious. Mm -hmm. If you have comments on this, tweet at us or, or Instagram at us. Yeah. yeah, that's... But so today we're talking about vanilla and kinky yeah. discordant relationships. Yeah, yeah, but I just, I wanted to, to to bring that to the table because I honestly, like we broke up because he couldn't understand puppy play. He couldn't get into it at all. Got it. He enjoyed bondage, but he like really loved fisting and I wasn't into fisting. So right. very, two very different kind of kinksters. I I feel like that's some discordance there, but maybe not. There probably is. But could you find a common ground in the kinks that you liked with each other? Yeah. Okay. But we, we ended up breaking up because the puppy play thing just weirded him out too much. 
So it weirded him out. Um, yeah. So he then, couldn't wrap his mind around it, and he thought it was very dehumanizing and not in a fun way. So he shamed you for it. No, he was really. We we ended the relationship obviously eventually because of you, as we've as we've uh, specified. Wait, <laughs> stop doing that to me. That's not fair. I'm kidding. It was not. It was. It was a mutual breakup. Um, and it was very adult, and we still, you know, we were good friends. Uh, so there was nothing. Wait, wrong. who's this? Oh you my still god, talk to him. No, we broke up. Remember, you broke us <laughs> you up. You said you're still friends. <laughs> um, newsflash: you can still be friends with exes. <laughs> I'm aware that happens. It's possible. <laughs> it doesn't always happen, but it is possible. Mm. Anyway, where were you going? You were you were saying vanilla and kinky people. Yes. You had a segue. I didn't. Oh. Um. We were just talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I do have a question. Okay. I know why I stayed in a number of relationships that ended up failing. Why did you stay? So why, why do well, you think I, people stay in these relationships? I think some people stay in these relationships and probably based on my own experience was uh, even exterior factors outside of the relationships, which is family. So my family loved my partner mm -hmm. and they also, you know, they were all in support of gay marriage. We almost went down the marriage path. Really? Um, Wait, how long was that relationship for nine people? Year, nine years. Oh. So That's a long time. Yeah. But we had basically stopped having sex three years in because of the kink discordance. Um, okay. So, and he was very jealous and didn't want to open the relationship up at all. I kept telling him I needed sex and I had sexual needs. And he just wasn't able to give that so um but also my parents loved him my nieces wanted to be flower girls at our wedding so i stayed in this relationship because of family and i, I felt like this is the gay i'm supposed to be i'm supposed the gay to gay agenda he's supposed is my to have a agenda. house white picket fence the dog the kids the well you Subaru. have a dog i have a puppy who bark, never grows up bark bark what? Wait, what? <laughs> if I never grew up, why did we celebrate my 30th Your birthday? Puppy. And why did you make a big deal about it? <laughs> You're my puppy. Um, but yeah, I think I think we uh, stay in relationships because of exterior expectations as well. So And so we try hard to bend what our needs are in order for somebody else. But what about internal expectations? Do you think people stay in those relationships because they feel like they've failed? Yes, I think I I think it, especially being gay, uh, we we base our relationships on what we we're mimicking our parents who stayed together probably because of marriage, because of kids, because of when it got hard you couldn't bail on each other, um, but you also see lots of people staying together who are severely unhappy. Because it's just society frowns upon breaking up. Sure, uh, because because we have this societal norm where we've, you know, made it it's very heteronormative, like expectation of you get married, you have kids, you get the car, you get the bondage puppy, and then you you work in Mr. S. <laughs> I don't think I think we're in different you different expectations here. <laughs> and, but are we not on the same page no, anymore? I think, I think you have a different heteronormative. Is my gay agenda a little off? off the the normal um yeah no that it's and it sucks when that happens but 
I think you just have to realize that n- all relationships fail until they don't. And I, I think you have to really look at what is making you happy. And um, if staying in a relationship like that is not making you happy, um, then you need to change it up. Do something that does make you happy. First, give them... I First, if it's someone you love, give them the opportunity to meet some of your needs or have a compromise in some way. Well, I think it, I think it should go without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway because yep. this is the internet. We are not giving you advice on how to deal with your relationship. We are simply talking through how we have gone through relationships. Sure. And um, going off every, of Because every relationship is different. Yeah, every relationship is different. And what didn't work for me in my kink discordance, I keep saying, I want to... Discordance. In my James Corden, um, <laughs> it, didn't, it's not gonna, it just didn't work for me. Doesn't mean that it could not work for other people because we have friends who have these relationships. Yeah, they do make it work. And it works great, but... I don't know where we were going with that. Where were we going with that? No, we were just talking about external factors that ah. keep people in relationships like this. Whereas internal factors like butt plugs are available at Adam Mail. No, <laughs> today's sponsor. I wish. No, they're not sponsoring us yet. Uh, but you never know what could actually spice up a sex life. Butt plugs are one of them. Right. Like, what would you what would you recommend for those that might not be kinky but are in kinky? What if they are the the non kinkster in this kink discordant relationship? I think I think the easiest kink to introduce anyone to because it's socially acceptable. Fisting. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just a simple blindfold and. Uh, uh, Sensations, maybe. Yeah, just a little sensation play. So uh, just starting off with a blindfold. So nobody's restrained, no, but you're taking away their sight. So then they're hyper aware of where they're being touched and what they're tasting and what they're feeling. And if you don't have a blindfold, ties work great. You could use a T-shirt if it's big enough, a hanky. Um, there's lots of... You, you don't need to have a specific blindfold. But I think that's a good one. I really like... And this is for me and my recommendation. I like bondage. Yeah. Because it's... So that I was going to say, your next step, go to spread eagle bondage on the bed with the blindfold. Well, that wasn't going to be my next step. Let me talk. <laughs> or I'll tie you down. All right, okay. <laughs> Don't threaten me with just, a good time. We should just have a bondage cast where you're you're tied down and you... you, Ooh, you can we do a podcast where I'm tied down with the microphone in my mouth? <laughs> I love that idea. I'll just put your drink right in front of you Ooh, how and do I put, drink? put food right in front of you. Can you I have, have one of those long nope. No, no, no. This, no it's a, it's a bondage a scenario. Slurpy straw it's a scenario. I drink so we're so that that not kinky person just do that just tie your partner down to a chair and tease them with no uh what i was gonna say before i was so rudely interrupted oh please uh me no you what uh was bondage like a really simple bondage tie if you're looking for a good bondage tie we got some good ones on our channel um but because that allows you to be face to face you get to maybe learn a new tie together so you're both new at something and you get to be a little more intimate you get to touch and feel and like wrap rope around tying someone up even if it's just a simple like cuff tie or a, a frog tie or something very very beginner can be super intimate and sexual if you give it that kind of energy and it builds trust oh yeah which is the key to everything so well, the key to most things communication helps a lot too well sure but that trust building uh allows you to take it to the next step which may be the fetish that you're into absolutely yeah. but I, I just mean like trusting someone doesn't always get you 
to where you're going because if I just trusted you knew where you were driving to and I didn't tell you, wait, no, turn right, then we wouldn't get to the place. Is this about the airport again? No. (laughs) But we did go to the wrong airport that one time now that you've brought it up. Um, (laughs) You shouldn't trust me to take you to the right airport. And so now I'm going to communicate more (laughs) because I did trust you and I still trust you. I just need to make sure I communicate more. (laughs) Speaking of communication, I think that's a big key factor for people in these kinds of relationships is it just takes sometimes it just takes a little communicating well it takes communication and listening so what and listening huh oh my god this is exhausting um (laughs) because oh listening when your partner is telling you what their needs are make sure you're listening with an open mind to it um and i think that's where a lot of this jumps the shark is a, a vanilla person because it's not what they're into and you may be into it your delivery of it may scare them so they close up and clam up i find not wearing the bondage gear while you're telling them is super helpful <laughs> um but also maybe, maybe not to wear the gym suit no don't wear a diaper while telling them you're into uh, ADL. that's probably smart <laughs> And the, the no shame like in surprise. diaper play. No shame in diaper play. Um, but I, I just want to add in there, don't it, it like you said, it's how you it's how you frame it. Mm-hmm. Make sure you don't have tons of headroom and Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Back to pictures. <laughs> just learn how to take a picture, okay? Oh my god. No, I'm kidding. This is the pup tea. It is. Uh, I, I worked Bad my pictures. tea into the entire conversation. Yeah. It's called a callback. Uh what I'm trying to say, I keep getting interrupted. I can't even trust you anymore. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, it's about how you frame your kinks. If you frame it as something that you visibly look very embarrassed about, you can't really have a proper conversation. You you almost exude shame about your kink, which is not your fault, but you need to just be your best to get over that. Because if you frame it as cancer, then they're going to be terrified of this thing that they have to do instead of framing it like christmas and if you're ashamed of it they're going to be ashamed of it for you yeah they're going to they're going to feed off that energy and so it's it's making it i think dan says uh, not cancer christmas or something he has some terminology but like frame it like christmas morning where it's something that's amazing that they get to do with you because you trust them and you want to do this thing with them because they're amazing and wonderful not there's this thing that i'm really into and i i'm i know it's really it's really weird um but I like to get tied up and spanked and um, see it? see how how it's different to- tones. Yes, did I, I give I, some good I, ASMR? I told, that was great Thank ASMR. You. Yeah, Thank you. that was good. So basically, you're something saying it's something you get to do, not have to do. Correct. That, I yeah. said that. I know. I said that, and then I breathed really heavily into the I microphone. Was paraphrasing for you. <sighs> Seven days. Seven days is all you have left to uh, learn how to be kinky. No, I'm kidding. So when your partner, say say you're the vanilla person and your partner does come at you with the kink, how how do you respond to that? Ah! No. <laughs> oh, sorry. Was that wrong? <laughs> you're not supposed to scream? Wait, let's role play. Okay. You're, I'm the vanilla person. Uh-huh. And you're the kinkster. Come to so, me. So <laughs> come on, me. Uh, so my response probably would be because I am kinky. Sure, why not? 
<laughs> Wait, that was not a role play. Do you know uh, how role play works? Oh, Pretend that okay, we're having a conversation. Go. You're the kingster. Go. Hi, would you pick up for din- dinner? Ah, where did you come from? <laughs> oh, um, I thought you were supposed to get dinner. Okay. We communicated about this. Okay, so I have something to talk to you about. Oh, what what is that? Have you ever been interested in getting tied up? I'm tied up all the time at work, uh, at the gym. There's always something going on. See, and then this, this, then you have a partner that's impossible to talk to. So I'm right here. <laughs> Was there something else you wanted to talk about, honey, sweetie, baby, darling? Yes, how you call me, honey, baby, sweetie, darling. Oh, all I can the time. stop that. If you just have to, you just have to say it. Anyway, you were saying what? What is there? I was asking if you've ever been interested in being tied up. Hmm. I mean, not really. Why? I think it's kind of sexy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What do you want to do to me? (laughs) See, that was pretty quick. (laughs) That was easy. (laughs) We're not done with the scene. What do you want to do to me? (laughs) And then you can can get an end scene. Yeah. Um, and then you can get all like sexy talk and dirty talk and isn't that fun? It's very fun. Okay, so are we gonna get so I think we're at that point where we've expun we have talked about this topic and our own personal like relationships on it. But what are some ways that people can actually like work through compromise, talk about this kind of situation? Like what are the different ways they could react? So um I, I'm actually uh, pulling from a bustle right now. I know that was my segue for you to talk you. about this article that you have that yeah. lists the different ways people could react when brought into a kink discord relationship. So, and then they have 10 different ways that you react. And that's then the a lot fr- of ways. The first one was the way I just did. And it was just like, sure, why not? Okay. Um, so being okay with some, and yes. being open to. Yeah. Like okay. some kinks like light bondage or even a light gag have become pretty common but your partner might still be nervous about sharing them if their kink uh-huh. is something you just don't think sounds that crazy awesome go for it well that's pretty straightforward so that would be your ideal <laughs> response <laughs> when you tell your partner that okay what's next uh actually maybe this is your ideal <laughs> they would say he's Sounds fun. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So they even be more emphatic about it. So that's your best case scenario. Sure. Okay. And then three, it'd be, I'm not ins- sure I can do that, but could we do this instead? So this is where they're coming up with a compromise. Okay. And so long as that compromise is, is uh, open and receptive to just being talked about, I think that's pretty healthy still. We're still in the healthy realm. Um, yeah, so um, the fourth one was, can I have a little more time to think about it? Which what is, is fair. Okay. What is an appropriate... For you, what would be an appropriate amount of time? Because mm. I think that's a fair thing to uh, ask for. I would give them a day or two to get back to me. Oh, really? It. Only a day or two? Well, how much contemplating do you think? How much... What are you trying to do? Shit on them or just do some light bondage? Wow. Um, I am, I'm just being... Those are my two choices. <laughs> uh, well, no. I'm just, uh, you could do fisting, uh, water sports. No, I mean, I think if... yeah, Let's just say we're doing just being general and say I wanted to introduce some kinky play and role play into our relationship. Sure. 
So, and they're a little nervous and they just say, can I have a little time to think about it? How much time frame do you think would be appropriate? I mean, it definitely depends on what the kink is. Um, but I think it also depends on like the amount of time that they're willing to, to, to give you and communicate. Like for instance, because I had my, my kink discordant relationship, my first one, my partner, first they needed time, which was fine, but it was like a week and a half later and they still needed time. So yeah. See that, 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 so that's, I'm that's, what is an acceptable time frame? Because if they keep just putting it off, yeah, then they're just stringing you. They're they're basically kind of gaslighting you. Yeah, kind of because they which don't is want to good. deal with it. You know, for me, I would say like a week. Like if this right. if th th this is kind of something I would have like brought up on a Friday or Saturday night because we're in the mood and it's fun and we don't have to like go to work in the morning. How about a week to talk about it again? Yeah, that's what I yeah. And then and then if they need another week. Yeah. So if I was if it was a Friday Saturday and they said I need some time, I'd be like, cool, let's talk next weekend. You could even give them like a time and they'll yeah, and that way they have might be good, yeah. they have like that expectation. Of, okay. Otherwise, you're going to be sitting there every day going and then you're going to be anxious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then if they don't answer you, you're going to get resentful. Yep. Yeah. And we don't want that. That's why. No. And that and that's why I think giving a time frame that is acceptable to you and and your own time frame uh, at least helps to drive the conversation. Okay, what, how else can people react? Hit me. So, five. Oh, that, that, that could be a way they react. They could just say, hit me. That's very <laughs> and open. And you'd be like, that was not consensual. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the other one is, uh, I've never heard of that one before. Can you tell me more about it? Can I do a little research first? Okay, that's kind of that's kind of similar to the last one. How much time do they get for research? When is the test? I think it's about the same. Are you I taking notes? A week. There will be a test after this. I think a week, a week is appropriate. Okay, it, the test is next week. <laughs> Study page but at least that shows ninety four. At least that shows that they're taking it seriously. Ten points from Gryffindor. Did you hear me? I did. I am yeah. taking this seriously. I swear. I'm just trying <laughs> to make it lighthearted. I don't feel like you're taking this seriously. <laughs> no, kidding. I mean, I think a, a healthy amount of comedy helps to diffuse the situation, though. Sure. Okay. As long as we can agree on that. I do. So detention. Anyway, <laughs> what's number six, Daddy? Um, ooh, I, actually, what they say also is a good place to research is porn sites can be a good way to see what it looks ooh. like, but don't just look at them. Read up on how to do whatever it is that they suggest. I do love porn as a good way to introduce something different or new to a partner. Mm -hmm. So long as they're open to watching new porn and you've cleared that it's, it's something different. I think it is a perfect way to be like, that's how I want to be touched or that's how I want it to look. Giving those kinds of examples will help your studious partner. Or even, even that's my fantasy. I, yeah. yeah. Giving them examples. A lot of porn is fantasy. Totally. Yeah. So. Or even being like, hey, remember that one scene in uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, which is not a good representation of consent, <laughs> um, but we still watched it anyway right. because I wanted to subtly introduce you to kinky stuff from the mainstream. Let's do that, uh, minus the actual abuse from that movie. So the the sixth way is actually what we just talked about. It says, can you show me some of the porn you want you watch to help We're me so understand smart. it a little better? We're so smart. We, we don't even need this list. But what's number seven? We jumped the gun on that one. Uh, seven, I'm not turned on by that personally, but I'm turned on by you being turned on. So let's try it. Wait, who's turned on? So <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Um, okay, I, I get that. 
like it, the reason I stayed in my kink discordant relationship for a long time was because like a partner being in pleasure turns me on and that that. that's like part of the ggg good giving and game Mm. being game for the enjoyment of your partner uh should also be something that make gives you pleasure seeing your partner having pleasure yeah Yeah. and what was that acronym again uh good giving and game or ggg and that will be on the test (laughs) um and i i like that that uh concept because it implies that you're trying it implies that you're not just asking for your partner to do something to you but also offering something to do to them because you both want to have a good relationship um and game you're like you're down to try stuff which i think is just that should come standard issue it's just down to try new things with a partner that's that's the whole point of a relationship is doing things together which includes a lot of new things true wait what number are we at we're at eight eight and so uh number eight is your partner could say i don't think i can do this with you i'm sorry oh we've gotten into the the sad realm (laughs) um and what do they do they elaborate on that they say if your partner suggests something that you know you don't like or that you've had unpleasant experiences with Mm. you get to set any boundaries you want if you don't want to do the thing you do do deserve to be able to tell them that and have that to be okay mm-hmm. and to be clear sometimes kings just don't match up totally and to be clear we're not villainizing the vanilla person in these relationships no. um in our own personal relationships we might have had villainous uh, partners no I'm kidding uh but we're not trying to villainize either side we're just simply going through the relationships that can exist because in this situation when people break up no one's winning like there's no winner in a situation like that and no one is the villain it's just you don't match up and that's okay and i i want i think that should be really important to 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 say as well and if you both can be respectful of the no um you'll focus on what does work and what you both like and let go of what crosses the line and is not going to be part of this relationship and see but that's kind of how my me and my somewhat kinky boyfriend ended it right like that's the kind of conversation we had so i still think that that might be a form of kink discordance is just like having drastically different kinks that don't really overlap and you can't really mm. get past that's fair i think that that is my personal take on that dan savage can quote me and argue with me all he wants <laughs> for that free promo dan friend of the show podcast yeah. so What's number, number nine, nine? I don't think I can do this with you, but we can talk about you doing it with other people. Oh, okay. This is still a. I think this one's still a good. That that's still a. That positive. would have saved. That would have saved my relationship. Same. Had had my partner, and 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 I would have respected him more for that. And I think this is where a lot of relationships have a hard time with the idea of opening up a relationship, mm-hmm. so that. And, and people have all sorts of open relationships from don't ask, don't tell to um, I want to know everything <laughs> just to um, to anywhere in between where you right. want to know not the specific people, but the specific actions, maybe. Right. Yeah. Or sometimes the opposite, not the actions, but Correct. know who's, who's in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you should be allowed to have whatever relationship works for you. So long as you're both on the same page, compromising, communicating again, um, and building trust as you go. And another thing I find with people into fetish is if they go and have a good session, they're usually satiated for another six weeks before their 
drive and yeah, desire to do it again mm-hmm. happens. So six to eight weeks, I give it. So if <clears throat> if that's a, how much that's spread out over time, that you allow your partner to go out and do get their kink met yeah. with someone else, uh-huh. they come back more grateful and appreciative that you allowed and had the trust in them to do that. And then they come back to your loving relationship um, and are able to give you everything that you need yep. um, with the person you love in the way that you want it. Kind of like uh, the vampires in uh, the the Twilight series. Is that like the team not Jacob? Okay. <laughs> oh, and so that is, is number 10. Your partner's a werewolf. Is that the number 10 on the list? There is no 10. Oh, <laughs> 10 is it's not acceptable for either of you. You have to break it off. <laughs> oh, well, and that, you know, that is part of being an adult and having a relationship is being able to be adults and break up and hopefully still be friendly in the end. But, yeah. you know, that doesn't always happen, I guess. No, but. Yes. Look at us. Look at us now. Look. Look, look at, at us. us now. Look at us. Well, and we both left our kink discordant relationships and now have found each other and are happily kinky together. Mm-hmm. So, and our kinks don't constantly align either. You and mine. I'm. I'm a lot into impact play and um, other things that you you don't like. We skimmed over the other things. Now I want to know. <laughs> well. So, uh, spitting water sports. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I could we, go on. We tried water sports. <laughs> Tickling not my feet. Thing. Not my thing. <laughs> feet. Don't want to rain on your parade. Yeah. Wait, uh, are you into feet? Yeah. You have a fetish? Yeah. Oh. Also, we're now calling foot fetishes just fetishes. Because Why? It, because it just sounds it's a new better. Thing. It's feet. Do you not agree? Isn't it just more efficient? As Instead of saying you, two words, foot fetish, you could say fetish. Only if you get a togasm. Sure. <laughs> I'm all for creating new fun words. Uh, speaking of new fun words, leave your new fun words in the reviews of this podcast, which we now have 150 of, I think. We have 150 a podcasts? We haven't done that. Reviews. That oh, no, reviews. Re- are you, you never listen to me. <laughs> listen to you all We're the time. We're listen discordant. <laughs> um, okay. But well, so what is the what is the moral of the story? I feel like this is a really heavy topic, and I think the moral is speak up. Um, I think people, what? I th- I think people uh, stay quiet about what their needs are in a mm-hmm. relationship, and are too scared of their partner's reaction to it, um, and then they just hold it inside, and it becomes this chip on your shoulder that your partner's not even aware of. So you, you need to be fair to your partner and let them know um, that this is something you want. Are you sure the chip on your shoulder wasn't from that bag that you poured on yourself at the beginning of the episode? <laughs> I saw you smirking. I didn't. You just you just wanted to get that out so Call badly. Call back. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to keep this lighthearted, okay? I know, but it's a serious topic. It is. Yeah. And, and again... We're not judging if you have been in any of these relationships because we've been in them ourselves. Every relationship fails until it doesn't. And you're going to continue to have, if if you are dating and looking for a relationship, you're going to continue to have different experiences. Yep. And that's and, just And part every of, relationship's different. It's true. And, it, and you I can't also, compare yours to somebody else's. Correct. And what, I think that correct. happens a lot. 
because oh for for instance people are always tweeting at us like otp you guys are perfect oh right and <laughs> as much as i appreciate that we have our moments where we're like bickering what? and fighting stop really are you kidding me right now <laughs> have our first fight tone. don't no, don't kidding. use that tone of voice with me i'll use this tone of oh my yeah <laughs> jesus <laughs> That was a joke. I, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to do the joke sound effect, but that works. Uh, see, keeping it lighthearted. <laughs> I'm mad at you, but boom. boom. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but I wanted to end on this uh, this note of there's no perfect one. No, there's no, there's no the one. And all relationships that we are always fantasize about. Yeah. So you're gonna have to compromise on this issue too. It's about knowing what you are able to settle for with somebody and knowing what someone's fault is and knowing that um, they're just always going to be hungry and if, they, if they're hangry, they're not easy to deal with. Yeah, and don't try to lift the chip bag in your car. That too. Because <laughs> it won't come out the way you want it. Or you might just have a chip on your shoulder. Speaking of chips, Daddy, where can people watch you eat food? <laughs> uh, you can check out mrchristopher.ismyguy.com. Anywhere else? Mm, Twitter, Christopher Weston. There we go. And you can find me at Pup Amp on all things Is My Guy. Instagram, Twitter, uh, Twatter. Go leave comments about what you want to see next time because we do read those comments. And if you want, you can become a patron, a top patron, gets to help us form episodes every once in a while. And, and who gave us topics. this topic today. Correct. Yes. So thank you again, Stolen Dragoon. Uh, dragoon. Please stop stealing our dragoons. Wait, is a, do you know what a dragoon is? Um, It's it's the name of vehicles in some video games. Um, I'm going to guess it's a type of like fantastical serpent dragon that flies. Ooh. Like a dragonair for those that know what Pokemon is. So like the Game of Thrones dragon? No, wait, all dragons fly. Um, I, I don't think, well, I, I don't think technically all dragons fly. Maybe there's some dragons that don't fly. Do you know a dragon that flies? Those are just dinosaurs. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh don't be prehistoric and leave a review what else do we usually say at the end of these podcasts daddy <laughs> ring the bell down below that's you... not how podcasts okay. work <laughs> but you can find all of our podcasts uh what what's your safe word on most podcasting apps if you didn't know that how are you listening to this sure yeah, it's weird to plug that but when also <laughs> you can find our video content on what's the safe word on youtube yes general. we really need to communicate better before these things <laughs> anyway we will see you guys next time bye, bye. What did you think a dragoon was? I really thought it was a dragon. And it was You just thought it was misspelled. <laughs> misspelled dragon. That's just how that's just how monsters are made up is dragoon. a misspelling. Well, there's not that many O's. How many O's is in it? Two. Oh, okay. So dragoon. Maybe it's from the Goonies. What's a Goonie? And I'm stopping the recording. <laughs>